0: Good morning and welcome to The Secret Behind Our Success. I am Rebecca Roush, your host and head lizard at Neon Lizard Creative Marketing and Design, where we build foundational brands with social impact. Find us on the web at neonlizardcreative.com. Thanks so much for listening. Good morning. Welcome to the story behind our success. Today, I am really excited to introduce you to Jared Fisher, the director of Everything Outdoor, the revolutionary who has taken travel adventure or adventure travel, I guess it is, to a whole new height. Welcome, Jared. Thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Well, you started Escape Adventures, what, 1992?
1: 92, how, did, yep. how did
0: that start? I mean, I read a little bit about your family history and stuff, and biking was not part of it.
1: <laughs> um, well, I don't know what you read, but uh, biking has been part of Had it. Has it?
0: From the very um, I, beginning? The only,
1: I was the only biker in my family.
0: Ah, oh, there but, you go.
1: Yeah, that's probably it. But um, I actually grew up loving bikes, but I was the only one. And I would sit on bikes when I was a little kid before I could ride them. And I'd always wish that I could ride a bike. One of the first times I got on my bike with my mom, she put me on the back of the seat. We were riding to the grocery store in Alturas, California when I was probably about three or four years old. And she said, don't put your foot in the back wheel. And I went ahead and did that no. stopped the bike. And it just <laughs> ripped my ankle apart as oh. a little kid. And so, but that didn't scare me off. I continued wanting to be on a bicycle and um, then I got it. So I, once I could ride it, ride a bike, I was doing whatever I could. BMX trick bike riding became my thing
0: Oh wow! until I
1: was about until um, my mid twenties. But during that time, I had gone off to college in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, UNLV to ho- study hotel administration. And I was doing BMX trick bike shows. And um, during that time, I was asked to do a marketing project for a hotel administration class. And mm-hmm. I, I thought, well, I want bicycles. I love bikes. So I want that to be part of what I do in the future. So I asked my instructor, hey, can I make this my marketing project? Can I develop a bike company? And he said, go for it. So I did. And that's Escape Adventures Today, which is uh, connected at the hips with lots of little different things like retail bikes. We do bicycle touring. We also have backcountry hut system in Utah and um anything bike related I can think of. Uh I've Try to get involved with it, except for manufacturing. I don't want to do that. So
0: (laughs) you're doing way more than just biking. You've got ziplining, mountaineering, spelunking Mm -hmm. of all things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, rafting and so much more. I was loving. Yeah, that's that's so much fun.
1: Yeah, that I love just outdoors. Um, Mostly, I cycle and run and hike. That's mostly Mm -hmm. what I do. But anytime I can go do a different sport, uh, I love to do that. So. Um, but the company uh, transformed into not just cycling, but it transformed into multi-sported tours. Mm-hmm. So we do rafting, um, spelunking, uh, canyoneering, rock climbing, you name you name it. If it's outdoors and somebody presents it to us and says, I want to do that, we'll figure out a way to figure to get it done. And then we'll yeah. develop. We do lots of custom trips, too. So whatever people want to do. Mm-hmm.
0: I thought that was great. Like for old friends that want to get together or multiple families that want to get together. What if you mm-hmm. have people that are elderly or handicapped or just not as in fit as people like yourself? Do you yeah, have well, we've been, we've been, look,
1: yeah, absolutely. So about eight years ago, electric bikes started to kind of enter the market very, very discreetly and slowly mm-hmm. and in the back door. And when I saw that, I knew that that was going to be it like that was going to be our future. So I actually got on the electric bike thing the second I saw it. And I said, that is how we're going to get people off the couch outside and it's going to change everything. And now like even the biggest bike manufacturers around the world, Mm -hmm. half of their sales now are electric bikes alone. So we have really transformed. So what happens now is when we get, say you've got um, grandparents say maybe they're in their 60s or 70s or even 80s, Mm -hmm. um, and they want to go with their kids who are maybe you know 50s, 40s, 50s, and they want to go with their grandkids, right? Mm -hmm. Well, there's a pretty big gap in physical abilities and what can be handled. So the bikes now change everything because as long as you can ride a bike, you now can have a little bit of a help motor going on in your legs (laughs) on the pedals on that bike. So these electric bikes have really made it so families can ride together so that Mm -hmm. you can um, do more with, say, your spouse. If your spouse isn't quite as physically fit as you, but you want to go and enjoy the same vacation, Mm -hmm. it makes it possible. And so we've just seen so much happen, especially even in the past two, three years. So we've been developing all of our tours. Everything that we do is really centered around electric bikes nowadays. And if you're not centered around the electric bikes, and you're in the bike industry, you're gonna be off the back
0: really <laughs> you're fast. Miss out. Mm-hmm. Now you yeah. you've got a deep passion for exploring everything with your friends. You've like you said, you've expanded your service from the daily biking to the vast selection of uh, the multi day biking and mm-hmm. road biking. Um, the philosophy that you have about enjoying and protecting the natural environment goes comes through everything you do you're a net zero correct on your uh, yeah we're a
1: net net zero company um which basically means for um uh for a company to be a net zero company it essentially means that you either manufacture offset or whatever all of the energy that your company produces Mm -hmm. so what we have done um and, uh, I don't think, uh, energy should, uh, uh, environment should be a political issue at all. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't, it, this is environment, this is the air we breathe. This is a really important to the human, um, experience in life and staying alive. Right. So anything that, so being an outdoor guy and experiencing all these backcountry national parks and forest lands and BLM lands and whatnot, I've seen changes over the past 30 years since I started the company. And I've, and, and for me to actually witness these changes to the environment was something extraordinary to see, because these are things that should be happening every 500 or thousand years. And they're happening during a course part of my life. And I'm like, wait, that's not supposed to happen. So when I saw these things happening, I knew that I needed to do my part as a business owner, as a person who is representing the outdoor world, mm-hmm. so to speak. I needed to do something that made a difference. And so I turned our company into like a net zero energy company, mm-hmm. which is basically all the facilities that we have, um, our headquarters, um, our bike shops, our backcountry huts. Um we are solar powered and we've even put up two wind turbines. So wow. there's a couple of ways about it. You can either offset it and buy energy credits through a power company or you can be very proactive, which we do. And that mm-hmm. is literally, we actually build our own facilities.
0: You're we build our own
1: power plants. <laughs> well, we have, part of our business is actually off the grid. Like we do, we're great. not connected to any power lines. Um, our retail bike stores they're within the metropolitan city of Las mm-hmm. Vegas, and we're doing some more bike shops, um, in Nevada and Utah right now. Um, we actually have, uh, we're two shops in Utah going on right now. And, and, uh, one, two, three in Nevada.
0: Um, uh,
1: they are, uh, in also, uh, lead platinum buildings, which a lead platinum is the way that you build your facility. You Mm -hmm. build it with the environment in mind. You build it with a conscious mind about how people are going to get to your facility. Is it, is there public transportation? A lot of different things, does the paint that you use on your walls emit VOCs that are, um, uh, that, that uh, will chemically hurt your employees or your customers? These are all little things that, um, you do that you try to make your facility better. So that's what a Lee Platinum building does is it, it's the highest level that a building can achieve to be environmentally friendly, conscious, um, in today's society. It's an American kind of, uh, Organization that put this together, but if you look it up, like we're one of the very few lead platinum buildings in the United States, and we were yeah. back in 2013. So that's that's kind of where where we, we go. Like we're not a company that's, that's driven by scary. money; we're driven by passion. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: yeah, I I liked your uh, people purpose or people purpose planet. Peep, I've, peeple, I've heard that before. People profit and planet. Like really? Li- oh, that's a people profit. Yeah. But I, I love that. I thought that was terrific because not everybody embraces that. I, like I said, I have heard it before, but not everybody actually lives it. And I'm a big believer mm-hmm. in um, businesses need to live the values they claim to cherish, right. And otherwise, Absolutely. it's hot air. Um, Absolutely. So I was thinking, were you a Boy Scout? Because I was reading that even when you <laughs> guys are out on um, the trail, that if you find down limbs and things like that, that you'll <laughs> actually clean up the trail on the way.
1: Well, the funny thing, so that's a, I love the question it, it <laughs> may not, you probably will or won't believe it, but I was never a boy scout actually, really? but I'll tell you what, I became a scout master and I got all my three boys to Eagle Scouts. So really, I live vicariously through my boys. <laughs> <That's>
0: <laughs> so great. I grew up. I three sons, yeah. So that's awesome. What's that? I have three boys too. How old oh, are you? Okay. All of yours. Uh,
1: mine are they're past Boy Scout. They're out of they're all just out of high school, so wow,
0: that's yeah, great. they're
1: all in college and or somewhere around the world doing something. <laughs> so they're still young, but <laughs> they're all Boy Scouts and so. Forth.
0: <laughs> well, Eagle Scouts quite a quite an accomplishment. So congratulations on that. I well, know I told
1: them that they I told them that they couldn't drive a car until they got their Eagle Scout.
0: <sighs> I wish I'd thought so, of that.
1: I kind of pressured them, but it worked. Hey, you've
0: developed some great character in those boys, I'm sure. So that's yeah. fantastic. Now you met Heather, your wife, when uh, she was the student secretary at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, right? And yes. was she into outdoors like you are um, and I've always been?
1: Uh, I She wasn't into bicycles like I was. So I took her on her first bike ride and I thought she was going to kill me because she wasn't happy. <laughs> took her up a straight up a hill and she was not happy about it but and now she likes uh, electric
0: bikes I bet. she's
1: a great cyclist now she oh yeah well she doesn't ride electric bikes she doesn't need to she's in great shape
0: oh, but she's an yeah.
1: excellent cyclist and she rides all the time so yeah she she was actually I was kind of I was an outdoor person like growing mm-hmm. up when I was really young but then I got turned into a city boy for a long time. <laughs> and then she was more of an outdoor outdoor girl. But we connected in the city at UNLV.
0: Isn't that we're
1: both kind of the city city couple, I suppose. You were but, more
0: horses, weren't you? Because your mom.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. a lot about me.
0: <laughs> I tried. You know, about
1: you know, more about me than anybody who's interviewed me. No one's well, ever said good. that
0: to me. Is that a good <laughs> thing or a bad thing? Does it scare you? I but don't know. I why just it.
1: didn't realize you know about the horses, but I saw. That's why them. I said
0: that because it said you had, you'd had done uh, multiple farms. Your mom had done some horse jumping and things of that nature, and I figured, well, that's kind of cool. I wonder if that's where he got his love for the outdoors.
1: Um, probably my dad's a forest ranger too, yeah, so he yeah. took me on expeditions and stuff growing up. That's probably where all that, that came from. However, the horse situation was not the ideal horse situation. I was the manure shoveler <laughs> all during <laughs> high school.
0: And hey, we have a small farm. I have some, I didn't ride the horses. You did never ride them. Did you learn?
1: Um, not really. I just really? did it a couple times for fun. I would just shovel manure. That's really wow. all I did.
0: Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. I, I We bought a little farm and I, and the first thing I did was go out and buy a horse that promptly didn't like me on him. And I got rid of oh. him. <laughs> so now I have a farm with other people's horses at my farm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it works out That's quite well way. for me. I get to go pet him, get him apple. I'm good. That's
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. fun. It's, it's, yeah. it's, I actually, horses are pretty cool. Pretty cool uh, animals. They're, they're neat. They're fun. They're big. They eat a lot. But they're really fun to watch, and they're mes- it's mesmerizing to watch a horse and their muscles move and jump and mm-hmm. what they do. I think it's really cool.
0: I get yeah. a kick out of watching ours. I, I I call it my goaty time. I, I have two goats too. I go out and then there and sit and watch the goats and horses. <laughs> oh, so, we, uh,
1: we had a goat one time, and in the winter time, and when I was living in Connecticut in high school, mm-hmm. and it put its head into. Um, a feed cage that was like these steel bars. And of course the goat couldn't get its head out. Mm -hmm. So we had the fire department had to come over and cut the (laughs) bars and remove the goat.
0: (laughs) That's pretty (laughs) funny. Ours has gotten stuck in the fence. I've done many rescues in the fence.
1: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) it's it's so funny.
0: So what is your mantra for life? That's something I always ask all my people because I mean, so many people are watching this. It sounds like you just fell into a dream life you know, you started off in college, you had that idea, you've turned it into a business and you've gotten to live your dream. All, I mean, beautiful wife and family, you've got everything going. You've got to have had some down times or something where things got hard or frustrating. And at that point, is there a mantra or something you would say to yourself, you could advise to those coming up behind you, what you would tell them to do?
1: Well, there's a couple things that always cross my mind. Um, first off, starting a company and a business, it's hard and it's scary and it's, it's, you've got to take risks Mm -hmm. and I love taking risks. They're still scary, but I love the challenge. And I always, in the back of my mind, there's a slogan that I've always lived by and it's, um, life is a limited time offer. That's the first one. And the other one is live your dreams and don't dream your life. Those two things are my most uh, important phrases that i always tell myself when I get mm-hmm. to a point where something is, whether I should or shouldn't take a risk to I open to a that new, I like
0: that last one. <laughs> I've had
1: it on my wall since almost day one. Um, life is a limited time offer. The other one, actually, I heard in New Mexico, I'll, I remember the exact moment I was at a climbing gym and there was, a. it was a, some guy who was traveling the world, and it was just the right time. I was still pretty young. And and he said that. And I don't even know who the guy is. I don't mm-hmm. know. But that impacted me. And I'm like, that's how I'm gonna live my life. Live. Right. Um, you know, dream, don't dream your life. Live your dreams, don't have dream to your quote life.
0: You. I'm writing, I'm writing <laughs> a right now. I'll put that in the book and, and quote <laughs> you on it, and send people back to you.
1: That's <laughs> that's
0: a really awesome yeah. line. I like that a lot. Now, here yeah. I got another question for you. Mm-hmm. On your blog. About every other piece is a really yummy-looking recipe. You're really into food. Which one of you is the real foodie? Because it's got to be you Well,
1: I love food, and I Are went to school for food? hotel administration at UNLV. And I have six years of of university under my belt, and a lot of that time, I actually went to cooking school in high school. So I love to cook, and I love really? recipes. And so part of our company being an outdoor adventure business where we take people on camping adventures. We just come up with our own recipes. And like I love it. I love Dutch oven cooking. Mm-hmm. I love uh backcountry sauteing. Um oh my daughter just came home. Hi Heather Hi Sequoia. Hi. I'm, I'm in the a podcast, sorry.
0: <laughs> you're
1: about to be famous. Like you're There she goes. <laughs> um uh but uh The recipes, um, they're not all mine. Like I'm open to anybody who has a good new recipe. And I let my guides, some of them come from cooking backgrounds as well. Mm -hmm. So they'll bring me a new idea. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. We'll test it out on some of our clients. Mm -hmm. And we just hear the feedback. They're like, yeah, that was the bomb. Or, yeah, that was okay. And we're like, okay, we're going to get rid of one, pick up the other. So I love food. I love it, love it, love it. I actually worked at Disney World a little while. And I worked in a restaurant at Disney World and yeah. i got to uh work cooking and doing desserts and so forth and oh it was so fun doing it. i've always loved restaurants and cooking well,
0: what yeah. i was reading into that and on your when you go on these trips with you that you guys it's not just oh we're going to go rough in it you're putting people up in you know in between hikes in these luxury hotels and and I don't even know what all that you have because you have the, the tent stuff that you have everything mm-hmm. as well as making sure that everyone is fed well, according to what they love. So if it, they're vegan, they get these beautiful vegan meals. The pictures were insane. I loved them. I
1: yeah. Watch. Most people think that you're going to go if you go camping, you're going to you know put the popcorn popper in the fire mm-hmm. or you're going to you know have the tinfoil meal. But that's not what we actually do. We have a full kitchen on our camping trips. Mm Um, then we bring out all the stops. Like we'll saute, um, we'll do chicken fajitas and we'll cut all of our fresh vegetables on the spot. We'll season everything right there. We have a whole crate full of spices. We do lots of food prep. In fact, a lot of the trip that you go on is about the food, not just the scenery, not just the riding the bike or the hiking or the rafting. It's about the food. People always love to eat well. Everything
0: you're doing is an experience from the digesting, Absolutely. I mean, everything. Uh, that is yeah. that's amazing. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. that's one thing I was noticing in the in when I was reading about you is like, wow, they've really looked at every element of the travel. And it's kind of I think of I think of the like the timeshare stuff and all the, the tours and things that you can do. And it's like you have that same kind of um crazy availability, um, all these different things, all these different options, and with that luxury element to it. Yeah. As well as having these massive amounts of choices to do, how yeah. do you do that? How do you keep up with all that? Do you have a proprietary software that helps you <laughs> get things organized? Are you plugged into something?
1: Well, I've been at it for thirty years. I went to school for it, um, and I'm a go getter. And like, I if you if I have something I need to get done you can put your clock and set it for 10 minutes. It'll be done. That's the kind of person I am. So wow, I am very much like a steamroller. Like I get stuff done. <laughs> so when it comes down to recipes and putting trips together, I mean, I just through, I have a lot of experience doing that stuff. So sometimes I just, I just get it done myself and, and do it as fast as I can. And then look at all the options. I mean, I mean, sometimes I'm not the greatest source on some certain areas of where we do tours or something, some type of food. Like I'll look to my resources, like who I know, and I'll gather information from them. But it is a lot of stuff. We do we we have, you know, I mean, I we don't have our own software program specifically proprietary to us, but we utilize, you know, our resources that we have and we figure things out and um. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a lot of work that goes behind a lot of it, a lot of setting menus and, and setting trip itineraries. It's very detailed, um, but we have good people working for us and I can task things out for people. Like I'll send certain people out to a, like a local region, if we're going to develop a new trip and well, I mean, first I'll go out there. Cause I, since my name is on pretty much everything is the proprietor of the company, I'll make sure that that's a place that we want to take people. Um, but once we go there, then I'll send people out to like research the details, then come back with that information. then we'll put those things together and we'll dial in itineraries and dial in the food, pick the restaurants or pick the foods we want to cook out over the open fire, those types of things. There's a lot of detail that goes into it. So we like to try and have a finished product. So when you show up with your suitcase, you know, we have the bike, we have the camp gear, we have the truck, everything loaded, the foods in the trailer. Um, and we know where we're going and we have itinerary, we have everything set and, and we just know what we're doing uh, along the way. And we try and make sure everybody has a luxury experience, even though they're in the outdoors. Most people don't spend their life camping. You know, they don't spend their life outdoors. We do. And so when, when we see people come from say a high rise in New York city, you know, the, the, the total life of being a stockbroker or whatever, Uh um, or or the busy life they come from. We Mm. know that they've decided to spend the week of vacation they have of their life with us. And so they trust us. And so I take that into consideration. They're putting our trust in us and we're going to deliver the best possible product we can for them. We're going to make it so they remember it. We want them to have a picture on their desk when they go back to work on that next Monday of their adventure. And that's how we know we've been successful is when they reminisce and their minds kind of floating away from their job and going back to that moment that they were standing in the maze district of Canyonlands National Park, looking at some Anasazi Indian ruins or pictographs that just mesmerize their mind. Mm -hmm. Their mind is there. Then we know we've been successful. That's what we try and do. And we've been really successful doing it over the years. So that, that's what we do. That's how we do it. It's a lot of work, but we figured out how to do it. sounds
0: so, like you've really yeah. gotten into the mind of your potential clients, too, on what they yeah. really want. Well, you I have know you to know what they're about thinking. The and I have a picture mm-hmm. at home right beside my bed of my sisters and I in Aruba. And yeah, there I you love go. <laughs> looking at that and remembering how much fun we mm-hmm. had together. So that's, yeah. that's really fantastic. Now I did have some other questions. Have you ever, um, I'm, maybe I'm giving you a whole new idea here. Have you ever done the thing where you, uh, take like, um, um, uh, veterans, uh, handicapped or someone who's like had their arms and legs or something like that blown off. Have you ever done? I know that's not very tender of me,
1: <laughs> but I know but, what I you're mean, saying.
0: I know that like when my, um, my husband's uncle passed, as part of a as of his legacy, we gave a bunch of money to this tour group that takes um, injured veterans out into the into the world, and I just thought that was the most beautiful thing. And I would bet that's something you probably have done.
1: Well, the interesting thing about that is we developed our facilities um, handicap accessible everything we possibly could to make it so that if they decide they want to do it we have the facility for them to take part. We don't see it very much, but what we do see is, um, people with handicaps, they generally like to do, um, like, uh, one day events or something like they encompass like a 50 mile uh, bike ride. If maybe if they've lost their legs and they have pole bikes or something like Mm -hmm. that, things that that's where we found that we can actually make uh, a direct impact. So We support, and a lot of time we we literally support. We take our vehicles and our employees, and we go to those events as a sponsor or some type of a support staff to work with them. So we've worked. I don't even remember the names of all the different um, organizations. There's so many out there, Um, but we've worked with so many over the years. Mm -hmm. And I'm always open to it. Um, You know, I'm a true believer. I'm you know I'm American and. (laughs) <laughs> and people die for our country. And so that's like, you know, we like to help out in any way we possibly can. So we don't see a lot of people with, um, physical disabilities going on our trips. Um, we just don't see it. They, they're not really calling us much, but again, the day long, the day events, but we made it so that they can, if they want to. Mm-hmm. And we have had some, like we've had some, um, I just did a, uh, had a lunch lunch the other day with a, a blind girl, um, and her husband and they wrote a tandem. They did a race from Salt Lake city to St. George, Utah,
0: fun. and we
1: supported them. We gave them, uh, we you know, financial support, we gave them jerseys and I don't know, some other stuff whatever. And then I had lunch with them when they were done, but that's one way that our company can help is maybe it's financial. Maybe it's, um, have a facility that you could bring a wheelchair into. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's, um, going out and sending your vehicles and your employees to help on the event, whatever it is. Like most people who know escape adventures knows that they can approach us anytime for some type of help or support or know that they, we're a resource for them. We've always done, we've always tried to, um, implement ourselves into the community as best as best we can, because we are not a financially driven company. We're, we're driven by passion and, um, You know, uh, we, we currently, we, we obviously need finances to keep our, our, the ball rolling, but at the end of the day, we're passionate about what we do. And so, um, whatever we can do to be all we're connected to the hips, like all over the place. We have so many tentacles out of our (laughs) company. Like, I don't even, there's all kinds of things that we're involved with. And I'm thinking off the top of my head that like, oh, that, that's not necessarily bike oriented, but we still do that.
0: <laughs> so there's a lot
1: of things <laughs> that, that sounds like me.
0: It's, I want to please yeah, and I want to like, give so much that we do right. everything. So, yeah. You've and
1: got your hands in all kinds of things. Sometimes you forget what you're actually doing. You're like, oh yeah, we do do that. So <laughs> I'll yeah. find
0: somebody. If, you, if I don't, I'll find somebody.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: I'm with you on that. So yeah. here's a question. Where is some place that you haven't been that you want to go?
1: Oh boy. Well, it looks
0: like you've been pretty much everywhere.
1: Um, well, I, I love Europe and all those places. They're so cool. There's there's a few places in Europe that, that I do want to go, but um, I think I want to get over to Australia. I've been to New Zealand a few times. I still want to go back, but I haven't been to Australia, and I think, and maybe, maybe Africa or uh, China. So those are some places I actually have not been. Uh, I love Japan. I've been to Japan. Um love Hawaii. Of course, everyone loves Hawaii, <laughs> but, um, yeah, probably some Australia would be, a the, one of the next ones on the list, but you can't, you can't get around the entire world in your lifetime and visit Ashley, every single thing. So you have to like pick what's on the top of your mind. Like, Hey, right. what do I want to do most? Cause you do those first. And then if you have extra time then you do those other things, but you know, life is a limited time off. offer.
0: That's it. one What's of that? my I'm really bad about work 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 and I keep thinking about retirement and it's like I hope mm-hmm. I'm physically able to do anything by the time I retire. <laughs> I should be doing it now. So I have a lot of envy for you oh. and what you're doing. I've, I've always loved the outdoors. I haven't done as much of it as I should and my husband's a big hunter and fisherman and stuff like that but mm-hmm. um yeah, I broke my ankle last time we went ice fishing. So oh, geez. Ice. Yeah, Man, I, I had a bad
1: experience one. ice fishing too. I froze to death. My dad always gives me a hard time about it. He's like, <laughs> thinks I'm such a wimp. I'm like, I just don't <laughs> want to sit still on an ice cube.
0: Um, so ended, <laughs> so, we ended up getting a fish house, so I, I actually. Oh,
1: see, that's cool. House. We we didn't do that. It was
0: cool. I would it, like it. That. Is cool. Ours is really nice. I love it inside. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I like that. That's a, that's a luxury fishing. So there you go. You can come <laughs> yeah, to Minnesota. You can come to Minnesota and, and oh, nice out luxury fishing. <laughs>
1: yeah, I rode my bike through Minnesota. Actually, I rode across the country a couple times in the past couple of years, and I, one of the routes I took went right through Minnesota. I loved it. It was funny. I ended up. I got to Minnesota, and I was it was raining a bit, and then I went into this convenience store, and I was looking for something to eat, and then I went into the freezer, and this is the only place I've ever seen this. You could buy the same food. You could either eat it or use it as bait in the same freezer. (laughs) Like I I said to the person, I'm like, it says bait, but then it also says, you know, this is, you know, food, the item. And like, oh, go. he goes, yeah, you can either eat it or you can put it on your fishing line. I'm like, I've never seen that before. Only in Minnesota.
0: (laughs) Oh, I know. I love sushi. My husband calls that bait.
1: (laughs) Oh, right. There you go. You can
0: have some of that bait. So. (laughs) <laughs> well, I can. I think this has been great. I am very excited to get out online and introduce you to some people. Um, I, I've got two or three in mind right now that I, I definitely want to introduce you to. So I'm very excited about that. <laughs> and we want people to come see your website. And you said that you've got stores, too, where you're selling bicycles. And Did I gather that right?
1: Yeah, we've got some pretty good-sized retail stores. Okay. One in the mountain bike capital of the world in Moab, Utah. Uh, the sound by the Colorado border. And that's a destination location where you come and visit the national parks. We have a really nice size bicycle st- shop there. You can rent bikes at, but our big facility, our world headquarters is actually in Las Vegas, Nevada. And wow. um, it's a 10,000 square foot building. And we sell electric bikes, all kinds of bikes. We also have a touring center in there too, where you can come in and learn about our tours and so forth. So, um, but it's just escapeadventures.com. And once you hit escapeadventures.com and start filing through there, if you go deep enough into the website and look at all the tours, eventually you'll, um, your tentacles will go off into the bike shop world because we've got bike shops or it might go into the, the back hut world where we've got like these cabins in the woods where that you can really jo- go on an experience like that. So mm-hmm. we do different things, but escape adventures is the the you know the that's where the main umbrella is and then everything's under that so and what there. is
0: your vision in 10 years? Where do you see it?
1: um 10 years and uh, that
0: my last I just, I've kept you on uh, way too long.
1: Yeah 10 years I just want to keep growing and keep making changes for the better mm-hmm. in the in in the bicycling and outdoor adventure uh, business um because I mean I always feel, that when i go out to a specific spot on the grand canyon on this really remote area called um, north temp point mm-hmm. and i stand there by myself and i look into the vast grand canyon i become connected with the earth it's really bizarre i can't explain it other than i become connected and i really feel like my roots are back into the earth and i feel mm-hmm. like that's where i belong and that's where my spirit is and that's where i came from and so I want people to connect because when you connect, it makes you, I think it makes you a better person. It makes you a better person in the society. It, it, mm-hmm. it, it makes you feel better inside. When you feel better, you um, you're better in front of people. So I, lo- I just want to keep showing people these, ex- these backcountry experiences, having, giving them a way to connect with the mm-hmm. great outdoors, because one it's like, it's like a really important, um, uh, or it's like a, a real, it's a, it's a real drug almost. It's like this drug that's actually good for you that you should take. And it's <laughs> just calling connecting with mother nature. And that's what I want to do. I'll keep doing that. So
0: that's great. I love it. I think that's perfect to end on. So thank you so much for being a part of the story behind our success. I think you're going to be inspirational to so many and you'll probably have people knocking down your doors wanting to work for you because <laughs> I certainly would if I was 10 years younger.
1: Years <laughs> well, younger. we're always hiring.
0: Oh, so. I bet that would be so much fun. That sounds like the perfect job for a young person.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So,
0: um, So everybody, make sure you check out escapeadventures.com and we will see you next time on the story behind our success. Thank you so much for being a part of the story behind our success. If you are a successful six figure entrepreneur or an inspirational speaker who would like to be on this program, please visit neonlizardcreative.com slash podcast slash apply. If we're inspired by this interview, we would be honored if you would share it on social media and even rate it. Your thumbs up rating goes a long way to promote the show. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them. Let them know. Hashtag Story Behind Our Success. And don't forget, opt in on the website so you don't miss an episode. We have some fantastic guests on the docket. And if you want to know more, check out neonlizardcreative.com. See you next time.